most importantly, today more than ever, I'm dealing with people who feel that they have lost their joy. I'm feeling with dealing with people who feel so stuck and so disconnected, and uh, perhaps they search through meaning or buffering through drugs, alcohol, whatever uh, the situation may be. But how do you sit down with someone and help them understand that all they have to do is relax, pay attention, and you can help them connect? Well, I mean, whenever someone's going through something very major, very like what you were you know, talking about earlier, I oftentimes do help them to connect into the angelic realm. And, and we do talk about like subtle energies and, and even if, I don't know if you, we've ever brought it up, but I think you have had some Reiki um, professionals on your program. So we'll talk about energy work and we'll talk about bringing that in and that calmness in and allowing energy, allowing people to feel energy when they're in times of kind of crisis or things feel overwhelming for them. Because sometimes, you know, I just feel like when they're in a space of, um, crisis or, or things are happening, that mental mind sometimes just reinforces some of, you know, the fears and some of the, the stuff that you're trying to just kind of get to that place of peace. So for me, I work directly in concert with the angelic realm where I will, like we talked a little bit before about trance or, or channeling, where I'll try to channel energy and I'll actually ask my angels and my guides, please help me to bring forward energy that, that it's almost like I want to bring forward energy that the person can feel that feels like peace. Um, and so that's how I try to connect in it with that way. Quite often in what I do is try to help people figure out what's important and mm-hmm. what isn't. As we've discussed before, when I meet a patient for the first time, generally what I tell them, Santina, is you're a spiritual being. You happen to be having a human experience, and it's this enmeshment in the human experience that is probably causing the issues. And I try to help them understand that life's absurd. And and when I tell them that when they've grasped all three of those concepts, our work will be done. Yeah, actually, I kind of use a similar thing. I say, well, we're in the school of life right now, and this is a lesson that you chose. A lot of people don't like hearing that. They're like, I would have never chosen this lesson. Why would I pick this? And I always say, well, it looked really good on the brochure. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of <laughs> what, like a, what when, a great description. Yeah, I feel like when we're coming in, I, I really do believe that when we're deciding to come in and be incarnated into this lifetime, we kind of go, yeah, you know what, addiction, I'm going to conquer that in this lifetime. Mm, abuse. Yeah, I think I can handle that, too. Uh, hmm, let me think cheating. Sure. I got it. I know I can totally overcome that because we're in this spiritual plane where we're feeling, you know, connected to universal love and, and all this stuff. And we feel like, I know I can do it. And then we get down here and we're like, what was I thinking? Why did I choose this? Why would anybody want this in their life? And then what I say is to people, you have free will. You don't have to choose to go through this if you don't want to, you know, and, and let's be honest with yourself. A lot of the situations you can choose to move away from and detach from, or you can seek others who can help you get out of situations that you no longer want to be in. There's always, I feel like to me, we come into this world and we have this feeling of separateness and that's what's happening in the world right now. This is the energy of the times is we're all feeling divided. We're all feeling separate. 
we're all on edge about, do your beliefs line up with my beliefs or are we going to be able to connect? And at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We're all here on this planet. We're all experiencing this together. And I think we all want the best outcome. We all want to be seen. We want to see each other. We want to have a connection of love because to me, love and compassion are the opposites of anger and fear. So the more that we can vibrate in the frequency of, I see you, I appreciate you, I respect you. I might not agree with what you're, what you're saying or what you're believing, but I see you, I respect you, and I appreciate you. That's not happening. And, and I just feel like that's what we need to make happen. That's how we get out of this. It's almost like we're stuck in like some kind of spin cycle <laughs> and we need to get to the rinse so we can be done. I like and that I a lot. Feel like this is how we get out of this cycle is we just start to see each other, respect each other, appreciate each other. We don't have to be aligned on everything. I mean, like you said before, you know, there's duality in this world. We're meant to be different. Everyone brings a uniqueness. Everybody brings a different perspective. And, you know, we just all want to succeed, thrive. And, and to me, I think we all really need to start unifying to, you know, I talked about Mother Earth before. I just have this feeling like we need to start putting our attention to her. I mean, we first need to unify together and, and understand and respect each other's individuality. And then we need to unify to really start to, to heal this planet because just it just feels like stuff's changing. Like, I don't know if I've told you this before, but I'm a scuba diver and I have been doing this for almost 20 years and just seeing the devastation under the ocean and the, the coral reefs have changed. There's less life. There's just, things are going extinct. And I hate to say it, but I feel that some of the, the stuff that we're experiencing as human beings with this pandemic right now, if we were another species looking at this, we would be saying this is like a mass die off or a mass extinction. So we're all in this together. We're, we're human being species. And I feel, I just feel we start, we need to take care of each other and we need to take care of the planet. And, and the healing starts from first acknowledging and then starting to put some things into action. So. It's ironic that uh, you mentioned healing the planet as the last two podcasts. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a contributor to this show. She is getting her, uh, she's in her dissertation phase of her PhD in marine biology uh, down at Texas A&M University and has spent nearly the last year gathering samples. Her, her dissertation is on plastics and plastic pollution, particularly in the ocean and beaches. Mm -hmm. The microplastics, yes. Yeah. Yep, it's, it's a real thing and, you know, I just, I, I do have hope and, and as somebody who's connected in with energy, um, and free will and all of this stuff. I just feel like so many of us, um, we can do something. We can make differences. We can change our ways. Um, you know, I'm trying my best to just not purchase a ton of plastic products. It's almost nearly impossible right now. Yes. But if, if you can choose something outside of it, like an aluminum can of water rather than a bought plastic bottle of water, um, you know, even my laundry packaging, I'm trying to get like, you know, the cardboard boxes, things that can be compostable, things that can be broken down. We just have to start thinking about, you know, what is renewing, what is renewable, what is not. Um, 
it's just interesting because when we talked about, I just go back to the, you know, the, the first thing that we talked about, about the evolution of us as, as beings, you know, from what you call this like primitive in the primitive years to, to now, it's almost like we need to be reconnected, not just from like the intuition that we had in that primitive space, but in that primitive space of understanding mother earth gives us stuff and we need to also give her things back and we need to be, it's a symbiotic relationship. It's not just a take, take, take. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's yeah. interesting because as I'm speaking to you, I'm even thinking about, you know, even that breath work exercise that I just, you know, described to you. It's about us taking energy in and giving energy back to the mother earth that we don't need because mother earth needs that to, to regenerate, you know? So I just kind of feel like it's all, like you said, it's all connected. We're all part of the same. Um, and the more that you understand that there is no separateness, there is no division. We're all in this together. Um, I think that that's how we heal. That's how we move forward. That's how the future becomes positive. That's just how I have to view it right now. Well, I deal with individuals. It's interesting that you talk about renewing and recycling as what you're telling me about is renewing and recycling energy and spirit uh, life. Uh, so I've never dealt with so many people, Santina, now that they feel so alone. They feel like they have no allies. They feel have no connections. Sometimes when I, I ask people a couple questions, usually when I meet them, Santina, uh, who do you trust so much in your life that if they said fall, you'd fall without hesitation? Or if everything were taken away from you, who would be standing with you at the end? And it's, uh, it's heart-wrenching how many people feel they have no one like that in their life when what you're helping people understand is there's energy and loving beings around you all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I often say, you know, whenever I hear people saying that they're alone, I, that's where I go right into mediumship mode. And I'm like, well, what about this person who's hanging out with you in spirit? What about that person? And then they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, but they're not here now. And I'm like, but they're here. You just aren't seeing them, but they're here <laughs> and I'm connecting to them and I'm a stranger and I don't know your people, but I see them and I know that they're here for you. And, and a lot of times what I'll do is I'll teach people to understand that, you know, separateness is also that illusion. Like we were talking a little bit, it's kind of how all our conversations are always all connected, but that, that illusion of separateness, like even, you know, when we look at social media, we have that illusion of connectedness, you know? So to me, I think a lot of times when we look in this world, the illusion of separateness is, is very much like the, almost the polar opposite of kind of the, the, the false connection that we could feel um, you know, within social media, because to me, it's a false feeling of, of aloneness. We're always with, with people. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, not to get all, you know, we're in Mr. Rogers neighborhood here. Yes, we I are. just feel like you just have to reach out. You just have to say hello to somebody. You just, it starts with just taking a step and, and getting outside of your fear back to the fear thing. And just, you know, pushing past fear and anxiety to reach out to another human being to just say hello. And, and, you know, how are you today? And, you know, even talking about the weather or whatever it is and just finding an understanding and, and resonating on, on some kind of finding a common ground where, where you can feel like you're connected to another person. And I understand, you know, what they're talking about is like relationships and closeness and intimacy and that type of thing, but it has to start from somewhere. And, it, and to me, 
every intimate relationship always starts with a hello, always starts with a hello. Well, Mr. Rogers was asked once when Mm -hmm. times were tough and things looked very, very dark, uh, what do you do? And Mr. Rogers says, look for the helpers. There are always helpers. And what you're saying is there's always helpers around you. It's just to, to be aware and connect and open your eyes. Yeah. I, you know what I think we, we ought to start doing is looking at strangers and going, I wonder what, what interesting information and stories they have and what things that they could unlock in me. You know, like if we were to do that and you think about it, think about, you know, some of your nearest and dearest friends or your family members and some of the things that they've unlocked in you, like compassion or, or things that you didn't realize you were capable of doing for another person. To me, I think that's powerful. You know, so if instead we stopped looking at ourselves as independent and separate from others and we started saying, huh, wonder what I could learn about myself by connecting with you. It kind of makes, you know, it makes that whole like illusion of separateness and aloneness kind of dissolve right then and there. If you start, it's about shifting your perspective and, and, and shifting kind of um, the vibration of where, where you, where you are when you're in that space of feeling alone. Well, that's one of the profound Zen thoughts is that we have to dispel the illusion of separateness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, I think it's funny because, you know, I, I agree with that completely. And one of the places where I feel like I learned that um, in my own spiritual journey is, you know, I just, I decided to go and, and sit in, in Zazen in like a, a temple and did a, you know, a silent meditation. And you do start out by, by you're very aware of your own experience when you're sitting in complete silence like that. And then suddenly you kind of dissolve and you start to feel other people's energy and you hear their breath and, and then you become part of like a collective. And if you've ever been in a group meditation like that, you do feel part of a whole, you do feel that at some point. So Santina, this takes us into a whole new realm that I'd like to uh, continue to discuss with you. And if you'd be kind enough, perhaps you could join us in uh, the new year to, and I don't want to wait until December because I believe that the message that you have, particularly dispelling this illusion of separateness, can certainly help many, many people. If you'd be kind enough, could you join us again? Absolutely. I enjoy it. The hour always goes by so quick. I can't believe it. Well, Time flies having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're dealing with a fascinating subject, with a fascinating person who really understands what they want to, what they want to say, and have a real contextual knowledge about the subject, it's just amazing, and it's a pleasure for me to sit back and listen. So, at the end of every podcast, perhaps you remember Santina that we offer a free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television, and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in 
applying the colors of Fishing Without Bait. Click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.